Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Aaron. My name is Sarah. And this is Gary. this week was Willow from 1988, directed by Ron Howard, written by George Lucas and Bob Dolman, starring Val Kilmer, Joanne Whaley, Warwick Davis, Gene Marsh, Patricia Hayes, and special appearance by Billy Barty as himself. I think that's what it said, right? <laughs> what? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's I confer- I'll confirm that. Okay, that's good. We have a special guest with us, though, before we get into actual willow talk here gary please tell us about yourself and what you do uh the i am gary butterfield i am a host uh, podcast host uh on the duckfeed.tv network um where we do uh, bonfire side chat and watch out for fireballs after suffering a series of, of podcasts uh and the uh, i am the writer of the power world series of books uh as well it's really cool. Aaron, you would like this. Cool, cool. I want to read Powerball. That sounds awesome. Not Powerball, <laughs> but Powerball. I, w- I would like yeah. $700 million, please. No. <laughs> Everyone who buys a book gets it. It's, uh, it's just the numbers. The thing is, I don't put the numbers in any order. It's so. Yes. Yeah, it's just it's just all the numbers I can think of for about ninety pages in thirteen point font, and then you have to pick out like the Powerball numbers will be in there, but it's up so, to you to find the code. Not necessarily a Sudoku book. No, but- no, I, I, I that's how I got my my slogan: buy the book, find the code. <laughs> um, it's, uh, so far, it's been very good as far as. Uh, more or less scamming Appalachians <laughs> out of their life savings. Like, I don't feel good about it, but like, hey, that's kind of how it ended up happening on accident. Hey, so. you know, you just got to do what you got to do to get by, man. Yeah. You know, life is hard everywhere, especially yeah. for those families that I uh, took advantage of um, through selling my lottery yeah, number books in no order. They're not going to win. I'm, I'm the one who bought 200 of these for God's sake. <laughs> the more you buy, the more you win. Losers. Power Worlds. And uh, you also picked Willow for us, so do you have uh, any special attachment to this particular movie? Oh, that, that that's the question I've been waiting to be asked my whole life. Oh. Um, the, I mean, not my whole life. I wasn't like seven. You know, <laughs> it was like 1987, I knew. Um, no, I, I love Willow. And uh, there's no place to talk about it on the on our podcast network. Um, it's not a video game adaptation. Uh, we have to pretty much create a show for it. Mm. Uh, so when this premise came along, I was like, yes willow let's do it um i have i've always been a big fan of this This was a big movie in my childhood uh i think it i like fantasy movies um i am a uh you know i'm I'm a dragons over spaceships kind of guy like i like i like sci-fi a lot but i i you know you get some people on horses and swords and and i'm there for it and uh it also happened to coincide uh this recording with uh just last week in the park they showed this movie in the park so i got to go watch it on the big screen uh, outdoor it was super cool 
Oh man. Um, so yeah, I I, uh, I have a lot of affection uh, for Willow. Um, not enough to like go read the novels and the extended Willowverse that like followed, <laughs> which did like did happen. Yeah. But I I, uh, I have not read those. But I've seen this movie probably like ten times uh, in my life total, and uh, have a good portion of it pretty memorized and and like this movie quite a bit. Uh, I don't. It's not a very popular movie. It has like a like a fifty score on Metacritic. So if yeah. I forced to watch you guys to watch a movie you guys didn't like. Uh, I'm not that sorry because you know you invite that's part of the premise of the show, but um, <laughs> you know ho- hopefully you got something out of out of my boy, my sweet sweet good boy. Yeah, what the uh, hell, Gary? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Tons of people hate this movie. Uh, <laughs> I, I know it is. Yeah. It is it is a cherished film in my household, sir. So this was oh, a excellent. Uh, this was a welcomed uh, uh, movie. Yeah, I was just talking to somebody earlier today about it, and uh, I was saying that somebody about. Five years ago was like, oh, don't watch Willow. It just it just doesn't hold up. And I was like, oh no, I got to add it to that list of movies, you know, with like <laughs> Goonies and and these mm. other things that I've been told don't hold up. So I'm not I'm not going to watch it because I'm just going to hold on to my cherished memories. And then about a year ago, I was like, ah, but I really want to watch Willow. So I put it on, and I was like, what the hell was that person talking about? No, like, it's it's real fun and good. Yeah, it's like su- it's like it's a very sweet movie. It's very sweethearted. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah? What? <laughs> no, it is it is. There's uh, a lot of love in the movie. <laughs> but I don't think I like it as much as you guys do. I'm it's it's a good movie and I like it and I like the acting and stuff, but there were some things that I didn't like as much. I will say now that um, this is the first time I watched it through kind of like 2017 eyes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talk about this a lot on our podcast network because it pops up in fiction. But like anything with love potions, I now find super creepy. Yeah. Like I wish those didn't <laughs> exist. And uh, unfortunately, like the the female lead of this movie, like Sorsha, like doesn't need a love potion to kind of act like an idiot. <laughs> and that bums me out, too. Uh, to be fair, like it's like she's supposed to not be like a villain, they cut out a bunch of stuff that gave her backstory that would make her prone, not to necessarily falling in love with Val Kilmer, uh, Val Kilmer, but prone to like breaking good. But yeah. in the movie, it happens a bit quick. I think. Yeah. Um, it does. It does feel like it's just all of a sudden. Yeah, just, yeah, like Val, Val Kilmer is a hunk, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. We, oh, he's smooth and handsome. And yeah, he can seduce women. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so, so, somebody falling in love with, with Val Kilmer is not that hard to believe. Right. Uh, but it is just like when you think of her as starting in this position of an evil general and then being like, you know what? Like, I, I love my mom and I love my evil cause. Um, I love murdering. But like Val Kilmer is just like extremely hot, um, <laughs> you know, especially since like he definitely hasn't watched uh, for months from the beginning of this movie. Like oh, he's no. definitely like the greasiest, smelliest, like, you know, he is very, very hot for somebody who's like not washed his dick in a year. That good stank. At some point, you know, it just it, like he passed through the, the barrier from smelling bad to smelling good again. Yeah. Oh, or like yeah. smelling interesting. <laughs> like, you know, you're like, you end up in line behind somebody where you know that it's not, that's like super well groomed, but it's like, this is an interesting smell. <laughs> Man, Maybe I, he's got that going on. I, I work at a game store and I see several people who try to also use that same idea. This <laughs> is <laughs> their um, philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, it, it isn't working in their case, unfortunately. So. Uh, <laughs> none of them look like Val Kilmer. You see them. Well, that's, that's that's the thing. It's like you know, I you know, I might you know, I might fall for Val Kilmer, but I'm not going to fall for somebody who smells like Val Kilmer. 
Like it's got to be the real deal, you know. Like, <laughs> Val Kilmer, notoriously bad smelling man. Um, yeah, actually, there was a part in here that we noticed when we were watching when uh, he's in his cage. You know, when they when they first meet his character, uh, Mad Mardigan, which uh, I assume is a family name, uh, where he is. You know, he's talking to the the uh, what, are, what are they called? We looked up what they're called. The uh, L Elwin or no, Nelwins. Uh, Nelwins, thank you. Nelwins, Nelwins. Yeah. yeah. And his teeth are, are gunky and gross oh, looking. Yeah. yeah. Here, here's the thing: is mm. I love that because you watch like a fantasy movie, and uh, almost every single time, um, you know, the people have uh, sparkling, beautiful teeth. Yeah. yeah and white. you know, like back in the day, like no, that that wasn't the case. Like. You know, like I know there's like a period where like brushing your teeth was like in, uh, you know, but it, it rose and fall right. throughout history. And like, you don't think of medieval times, like these people having beautiful, wonderful teeth um, and just like having the courage to show somebody, somebody with like a garbage mouth. It, like looks like they've been rooting around in a dumpster. Uh, I am way into it. Yeah. It didn't last long because after the point when uh, Willow uh, tries to give him that cup of water and it falls all over his hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very next time we see him, his teeth are sparkling white. So I think that maybe the the Dakini race is just like very easily clean. Like a, a light mm. rain is enough to wash off all the filth. Like their teeth shed a layer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it molts. <laughs> they have like a tooth molt. <laughs> spit out like a bunch of skin. shells. <laughs> Every once in a while, it looks like he just spit out a bunch of like dead chicklets. Oh, all that black root. <laughs> yeah, Maybe it happens like several times a day too. Oh, I, you know, I, uh, like in your sleep? Yeah. Now I don't want to be a taikini. <laughs> is that is that um, like bakini with the D or how do you spell that? D A I. K-I-N-I. It's like Daikatana. D-A-I. Okay. I I attribute the dumb names of things to this, to George Lucas's involvement. Absolutely. Because they all seem like dumb Star Wars names to me, like for races and and the like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I said to Joel, this this probably didn't jive as well with me as a kid because it's it's too (laughs) (laughs) Lucas-y. Yeah. (laughs) I can't understand what you mean. Well, like, I also am sensitive to, like, I was sensitive to gross things and violent things as a kid, and I think there's some really scary stuff going on in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I can see. I was talking about, like, I don't remember having nightmares because of this movie, but I do remember scenes very vividly, like uh, the several transformation scenes that happened Mm -hmm. at different times, and it's just like... I'm watching some Stan Winston art here. I mean, not literally, but some American werewolf. I, I felt that I was lulled into a safe sense of security after the uh, the Hydra Beast was slain. Right. Uh, but then when when everyone started turning into pigs as a child, I remember the first time I saw this movie, I was just frightened. Yeah. I was just like, magic is bad. Like this is <laughs> this is this this is a sign. Magic is bad. The, the, the dark sorcery that they're using. Aaron threw down his uh, wand and never picked it yep. up again. Yep. <laughs> his kids, yeah. these kids, and their Harry Potters, and their they just don't know. They just don't know. They definitely make the magic uh, in this seem like painful and organic, mm. and kind of weird for the most part. Like it, almost all of it has to do with like transforming something. Yeah, yeah. You know, until the end, when it just becomes a beam fight. But initially, it is very like mechanical, 
you know, like the, the part with that pig transformation scene um, is very, you know, stuck with me as a kid and, and sticks with me as an adult where it's just like, you know, I used to think a lot, like a lot of kids media is about people transforming into animals and the like. Uh, and I always imagined it like an Animorphs, even before Animorphs came out, like you just kind of morph nice. into the thing. Um, but here it's like, you know, that scene where like Val Kilmer has those pig hoofs, like pushing their way past his teeth. Yeah. You know, like if you're yeah. going to turn into a pig, like your bones are going to change, your organs are going to move around. Like it should be a very painful, drastic, intense thing. Yeah. They, you know, they did it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, they definitely went there. I love um, the trivia of this where they turned that whole army into pigs and the pigs would not stop. <laughs> and they had uh, all the assistant directors just had buckets of cold water and they just had to hold this like, bucket brigade of tossing cold water on these pigs to keep it in their, you know, keep them in their pants, like constantly. <laughs> Just splashing yeah. pigs. <laughs> Val Kilmer, stop <laughs> those pigs. Yeah, <laughs> just like, <laughs> no, oh I mean, like, like, let's be fair. Like Kevin Pollock. Oh yeah, stop <laughs> those pigs. Like Val Kilmer. He's, he's not doing it. <laughs> Kevin Pollock. I'm not going to put this past that guy. You are so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so maybe, maybe this is the best time to ask this question. Then uh, uh, there was an insult thrown earlier in the film. And I to the, I, I to this day still don't understand. Uh, do you guys know what a pig pole is? Then I don't think so. Like put it, your head on a pig pole. Yeah, I guess, says, I, yeah. I assume they just mean a pike, like okay. a different way of saying a pike or all something right. like uh, like right. maybe yeah. to like barbecue it or something. You know, okay. put, put the pig all the way through it. Because I mean, I, I, used, to, I used to like to shout that at people. <laughs> oh, you were running yeah. around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This movie taught me a lot of things. All right. Yeah. <laughs> taught you the joy of wedgies. Apparently. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Did, do you guys think in the world of Willow, uh, Peck is like a real serious slur? Oh, yeah. I, I, we were talking about that yesterday. The, the, yeah. the way it was being slung at these no ones, uh, yeah. Yeah, they were They yeah. were not. The Daikini didn't like them. <laughs> like, I don't know what well, happened. Even, even the brownies call them. Yeah, it's even the brownies. Yeah. Even, yeah, like, like the brownies are dunking on you. <laughs> like, you know, you are, you are definitely an oppressed class in this world. Like. <laughs> Well, th- this movie yeah. this movie indicates that they are se- they are like separate from all other species because like it took them like what a day maybe two days to like even get anywhere near the Daikini people yeah, essentially. That's true. It reminded me of something else. I don't uh, something something where there's kind like little people and they have to go journey. Yeah. in a line up Tol- a Tolkien. Yeah. Kind of like. One of them had something special they needed yeah. to take someplace. Yeah, like that. If that baby was a ring instead, like George Lucas mm. bumped into a bookshelf and this uh, this Lord <laughs> of the Rings book fell into his hand. I'm thinking of X Men. Uh, oh. Yeah, the, the, uh, there's an alternate <laughs> ending where they throw a uh, Laura Dana into a volcano <laughs> and like summarily execute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, so much baby death. So much and, baby uh, death in this movie. Like celebration theme from Willow. Like you know the the music they play in the village when they're having that like med party. <laughs> In yeah. the beginning, mm-hmm. like just starts immediately, and then like Willow looks at the camera and shrugs, and then credits pop up. Uh, <laughs> the best. Oh man! He also says, "Throw her in the volcano." I um, I unfortunately didn't have many opportunities to watch this movie this week, so uh, I kind of uh, I mean, Seth, my boss, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but I was watching this movie while I was uh, running the comic book store I work at today. So it was a bit of a um, live footage for customers to come in and just comment on Willow as mm. as I was at work today, uh, and I got some very interesting perspectives on this movie from mm. from the public. And uh, I just wanted to share real quick one that uh, there was a gentleman who came in and as he was watching the movie with me, he was just like, 
you know, there's like, there's like no Asian Nelwins, right? Not a single. <laughs> and I was just like, this was, this was, this was uh, something that was told to me. <laughs> well, I mean, we, like, you like, didn't know they were not- Nelwins. I just added that in there, there at the end. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. Uh, and then, um, another gentleman, uh, another exciting thing, uh, today from work was, um, uh, oh, the perspective of the film, um, through the child's, uh, the child has grown up. Okay. Yes. Uh, th- this is the perspective the customer is telling me. And, uh, the idea is that she, she is now going to see a psychiatrist and she's talking about like the horrible, you know, early memories of her life. Like, you know, her mom dying. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> you know, and then and then I remember seeing like this man grab me, and we slid down a hill of snow, and you know, oh yeah, my gosh. like an eagle was carrying me, and somebody was stuffing vanilla beans in my mouth, and like yeah. any, any number of bad things that happened to Laura Dannon. Yeah. <laughs> that baby was a hell of an actor. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I know. I think so too. I think the baby is like consistently cute and and good. Yeah. Like every time, like the baby, like cut to a baby reaction, like. I, I'm usually really skeptical of that kind of thing, but this is like this is an extremely photogenic baby. Yeah, uh, like amazing, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that baby could make some faces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, no. you were saying during the movie, like, did they have to go like go through several actions to try to figure out which which action would get what reaction? <laughs> what the face? Baby? Like, no, make do more stuff. <laughs> no, 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 you need to move your hands like this, and then the baby looks incredulous. It's just uh, <laughs> what is that? Was that a crazy person who came in and said there were no Asian? Um, were they just I mean, making an observation? Well, I, I believe. Or were they? Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> it's a all right. declarative, like the statement. Listen, the this statement is not that was canon. given to me while we were watching the movie was Willow is racist, uh, and that being because there weren't any Asian characters oh, in the okay. movie. Okay. Uh, but it was like there aren't any just, Asians yeah. in the village, or, or just in general in the film. I mean, and and I mean, what race is he assuming that the the head guard is? I mean, I, I don't really want yeah. to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I believe me, believe uh, me. It Valcar was... or Val- Valencar, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Valencar, the one with the long hair that was like, "I'll go." And then, then... But I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's like that. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, let, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, this is a world of little people and big people. You know, I, yeah, yeah, and even littler people, even smaller people. Mm-hmm. It is. There's there's three kinds. There's there's scales. <laughs> I I feel like. Uh, <laughs> It is. It is. There. They don't show any Asian people uh, in this in this movie. That's true. Uh, it is. I can probably off the top of my head come up with like ten movies of this vintage that don't. Oh you yeah. Know, not that means it's it's not racist, but like as far as movies with like you know like it is it is a heavy part of this theming. These like different cultures like getting along and coming together like it's you know this fellowship of these different cultures yeah you know kind of getting together so I I will give it a pass based on that yeah likewise you know, like it is a you know it, it's a yes there are, there are no Asians in it but it's like it is the protagonist is not only in the world of the movie uh, kind of a second class citizen but like you don't run into movies with uh, a little person as the leading role yeah, yeah um, no you know that that almost never happens yeah, no, and it's like yeah. it's taken seriously it's not you know it's not a joke it's not like yeah you know it's not a you know seth MacFarlane movie or something exactly. like that it's exactly. like 
you know, it's they're they're treated with dignity. Like they, you know, show the village. It's it's like you're you're watching. It, it's like man, Willow's a good dad. Yeah, you know? he's, like he's he's trying to like provide for his family. His family's gathering seeds in the forest. Like it's just very like man, good for these guys. Like like he states, you know, he glad. states, I would never give black root to my children. Yeah, man. he's a good dad. He's, he's good a good husband. Dad. You know. Yeah. Uh, and and you just even now you don't see it. So like this is 1988, and it's a movie where like the majority of the cast, you know, by volume are, are little people, or by like number rather, not volume. That's that sounded like I was trying to make a joke. I wasn't. But by number, we're little people. I, I understood um, where you're coming from. Yeah, though. yeah. And that doesn't happen now unless it's like literally just a joke. Yes. You know, um, what a, what a cool thing. I you know? agree. It's, it's singular. Wholeheartedly and, with uh, you. Yeah. This movie is just so good. Yeah, I'm glad they went for it because it seems like the kind of idea that would have been shot down. Yeah. yeah, you mean when George Lucas originally had the script, which he called Munchkins? <laughs> oh. uh. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, but somebody talked him out of that. Thank goodness. Oh, that's good. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't. Oh uh, boy. Game Munchkin hmm. come out. Oh, the the video game or sorry, the board game Munchkin. You think George? Yeah, or the cards? Yeah, George well, Lucas had his sweaty little hands in there. The, 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 ter- the term "munchkin" from from the tabletop game uh, is is supposed to be like a Dungeons and Dragons player who tries to cheat to get all the good stuff. Oh, that's the that's the term "munchkin" as far as role playing games are concerned. Oh, I didn't know. That. It came out in two thousand one. Oh, okay. Thought it was like one of those seventies things. No, it's just supposed to be mm. a player who would do whatever they could to get the good stuff. Yeah. Or min-max, essentially, or whatever. Right. Some the much, tabletop much good village, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Much yeah. Good village, yeah. Right? yeah. We represent the Lollipop Guild, and thank God they didn't do yeah. anything like that in this movie. Yeah, I guess, I guess like, uh, the other, you know, that's, Wizard of Oz is the other big one, mm-hmm. you know, where oh, they do yeah. this. But that's, you know, it's not the protagonist. Like, it's not a, you know, right. not a hero. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think... This this movie has, like as you said, good father. The the character is not full of himself or anything like that. There's a dignity to Willow Offgood that you just would not expect. You know, and mm-hmm. and even even being treated treated like crap by almost every single person he meets in the movie. It's it's like. I had a moment today when I was watching this movie, and I put myself in Willow's shoes. And the scene is is when uh, he's in the seedy tavern, and he's in the bedroom, and the crazy man that he's let out of a cage is dressed up as a woman. <laughs> yep. And um, and, so and, and 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 this man is being groped by another man, and, <laughs> yes. and, the, and the, baby, the baby is suddenly picked up by this man. Mm-hmm. Like at that point, I was just like in Willow's shoes all of a sudden, and I was just like, "What am I doing here?" You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> this wasn't where I was supposed these to. Di- go. These daikinis are scary, you know. Like, <laughs> I feel like we we could we could, we should talk about Lug for a little while because that scene um, is very strange to me. Uh, Lug is a is a funny character because like he goes through there's a little bit of like the forty year old virgin because he grabs. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna call uh, Mam Mam Mortigan <laughs> uh, as the uh, he grabs Mam Mortigan's. Uh, boob like stuffed like boob yeah. and squeezes it and then it's just like oh Hilda, you know uh and it's just like way into it and i was like no you see what he pulls out of there later and it's like coconuts or something it's like fruit 
So how is he not like he's just cool with it? Like this this, this woman has like several undiagnosed like apple size breast tumors or something that like lug is just there for like um, does not matter to him. Yeah, no big deal. Just groping random people. <laughs> I mean, he he put his he put his intentions forward immediately. You know, just just straight up want to breed. breed. Yeah, yeah, want to oh, breed. God. Like that is that is extremely uh, you know, and then to to Man Mordigan's credit, you know, tempting but no is a very funny answer to that to me. <laughs> um, as much as it is, again through twenty seventeen eyes is like pretty gross because somebody just walked into a room and said wanna breed yeah um I mean, but it's just uh you know it's classic magma dude your wife's right there come on <laughs> yeah he lug is not a good father and not a good husband no. he's set up as he's some say that lug and willow form a dramaturgical dyad oh. so yeah it's the, the two of them are a foil Ah. All right, turn yeah. off the podcast. I don't <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. So did so, did you guys want to actually go through the plot on here? Like, uh, like I, I don't feel for like people we have to who go haven't watched Willow step by step, but I do feel like there's a whole bunch of like there, there's so much scenery and like the the way the scenes work out in these things. I I, I feel like there's there's a lot of meat on this mm-hmm. you know skeleton that somebody left in the cage. But haven't seen Willow. Yeah. Yeah. Heathens. There were actually several people who came into work today that were wondering what I was watching. Oh, did you throw them out of the store? No. Oh. Well, you're nice. Well, I wanted to make money as well. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> I guess you got a good reason. Yeah, so, so, so the movie starts out. Uh, like, I mean, we'll go, we can go through it in like broad terms, but I feel like it still uh, contains pleasures for those who hear this and decide they want to watch Willow. Absolutely. Still got to you know, hear that score. Um, you get to see Willow be a good dad. You get to see some bad special effects um, and some good ones. Um, but the uh, so the premise is basically there's a because for when I was young I never understood why Bav Morda so there's an evil queen who looks like a, like a Disney evil queen yeah um, who's gonna kill a baby because uh, the baby has this mark and I was like it's like I'm seven and I I'm like well I was eight like I'm eight and I know it's easy to kill a baby. You know, like, why aren't you just killing this baby instead of doing this, like, whole thing? And I think it's because then the spirit of the baby might be born into another baby or something. Mm. It's like some kind of uh, rich, you know, some kind of prophecy. Yeah. Stuff is is my guess. Yeah. Um, but the baby escapes and washes up <laughs> on this, like, Nelwyn village, which is, like, one of my favorite parts of the movie is just, like, life in the Nelwyn village and this, this fun mud party they have. Yeah, it is really nice. I mean, it's... It's Hobbiton. I mean, they they got the farming going on, and then there's some sort of ceremony where the uh, I don't know what he is, the head wizard Billy. It's Billy Barton. Yeah, Billy he plays Barty. himself exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, he's getting ready to pick his successor, or you know, his trainee or his lackey. I'm not sure. And I, yeah, it, it feels lived in. It feels real as much as it can mm-hmm. be, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I, and I really love the idea of Willow being like a charlatan ma- magician. Like he he wants to be a magician and he pretty much just does tricks, mm-hmm. you know that like his whole like all his like little little things and he's got he's got his own little world that like, you know it does that classic uh, and then the Hobbit obviously does this as well you know his big influence on this but like it's starting off on these very domestic problems like it's him and it's getting enough time for harvest becoming the magician apprentice burglar cut like. <laughs> 
Virgil cut, man. Uh, and, and then and then it like zooms out to be like the real problem. Yeah. I like that Virgil cut guy. We saw him in the movie Hardware and uh, yeah. I think mm. that's the only other thing we've seen him in. Not- what did what did he play in Hardware? He was a junk dealer that uh uh Who's this? Dylan McDermott, right? His his character goes and buys some stuff from him, and then later asks him for some information, which ends up getting poor Burgle cut killed. But mm. he's just just a character in the film. You know, it's it's this whole uh, dystopian sci fi kind of Blade Runner knockoff slash Terminator knockoff thing. Beautiful though, yeah. he's got some oh, beautiful stuff mm. in him. In it's very unique, yeah. beautiful and creepy. Mm. Mm. I've never heard of hardware, but I am uh, interested in the extended like Burgleverse. So I will definitely watch that to see what happens to Burgle Cut at the end of the credits of this when a portal opens and takes his main face and uh, like, carries him into the future. He dresses like he's uh, like an old monk or something. When I was a little kid, they. Uh, I was more into Labyrinth, and it has, like, a much, much easier going idea of someone trying to get a baby. <laughs> not not nearly as scary. <laughs> but there is this preview before it on my tape for the name of, in the name of the Rose or something. And it was this creepy, like, Middle Ages movie. And, uh, mm. yeah, his outfit reminded me of, like, Sean Connery's outfit. You think it's, like, a mashup? That's George Lucas also had that Oh, yeah, he had that Labyrinth. tape. And, and he was like, yeah, was like, sure, but in part in the name of the rose, part Labyrinth. Mm. Mm. Makes sense. I Yeah, Labyrinth would have been a, a pick on the show for me, too, if, like, that, that movie is also very important to me. Yeah. Yeah, and, same. Uh, yeah. We did a a two part episode where we like we laid out the entire thing, and then uh, literally a week after, or not even a week, like a few days after we had finished recording the second part, he passed away. Ah, uh, <laughs> and so yeah, yeah, I was like, ah, okay, did we do fun. this? It was it was so yeah. bad. It was so yeah. sad. Yeah, that that is a that's a that's a bummer. So let's only talk about happy things now. Yeah, let's. Uh, even though like the idea of them these two movies being you know, together somehow, like I'm way, I'm just, you know, again, just like eighties fantasy aesthetic. Like yeah. mm-hmm. they both have like a, like some similarities, like labyrinth, like more things look wet. Yeah. <laughs> I think that in this movie, like a lot of things are kind of glittery and wet. Uh, but this, it's it still kind of got a little bit of that like color scheme Yeah, to it that I appreciate. Yeah. Oh. I feel like this had a really high production value, like the settings and everything. Oh and yeah. The locations they had, it looked like, they were in a real, like, nice place that, who knows, maybe maybe had history. Um, if, um, oh, sorry to interrupt you, oh, sir. go ahead. I was yeah. just going to say, um, if you guys ever have had a chance to see any of the concept art for this movie, um, they actually got um, Mobius to oh, do cool. um, oh, most, cool. most of the concept art. It is some of the most beautiful art I've probably seen Mobius do ever. And it, it's kind of one of those things where you see it and you're like... Like what? What happened? Because yeah. like, and it, and I, I, I mean this in the most beautiful way possible. Because because I love I love this movie, but it's like literally the art is like so colorful and like like just amazing. And then you see the movie, and it's just like it's toned down. They they yeah. toned it down. Yeah. <laughs> 
it, it's hard to it's hard to compete with Mobius. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it like it's definitely uh, not to be like not to like white knight for Willow that much. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's yeah, fine. I, I that's mean, fine. Like, Go for it, man. Offensive, but like Go for it. yeah, it's it's just like the uh that that comes up a lot of times like concept art. You know, it's such a weird job like concept artist where it's like, you know, it's so rare that things in concept art feel like they even bear any real resemblance yeah. to what ended up on the screen. You yeah. know, it like sometimes happens, but a lot of times it's just like somebody draws some pretty pictures that we won't be able to, to make. Yeah. You know, a lot of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so Willow, uh, the, the other thing, like when you're talking about the production value is like these like dog pig things <laughs> that attack the village. Yeah. I think those are pretty good, pretty good looking too. Like we did for one of the shows on our network, we did the resident evil movie where like, <laughs> Their evil dogs were just like staple meat to dog. Yep. You know, it's just like what if dogs were shiny? Um, but these things look like boars. Like they look like different kinds of creatures, and they're just Rottweilers with like, like you know, uh, costumes and, on. Yeah, them. They got like big rat tails too. It's really interesting mm-hmm. design. Lion faces or something like that. Yeah. I, don't know. I thought they looked mm-hmm. like wild boar. Yeah, I, I yeah. wrote down warthog dogs. Well, yeah, mm, that sounds delicious. Um, they closed that place down. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Turns out it was made of people. Uh, well, mm-hmm. Yeah, it turned out it was made of warthogs. Like they they were just telling the truth oh, and nobody oh believed them. <laughs> and you can't eat warthogs. So <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> yeah. I, that that scene where the dogs run into the village in the in the middle of their thing, and you see that that poor child uh, crying. You, you know they must have smacked her before they put her up on it, but. Um, it, it is actually like it's a scary thing like these things are big enough to like kill these guys you see like one oh, of yeah. them run into a house you know yeah. you know something bad's happened here it almost feels like they did a couple sam rammy tricks there with the camera yeah like, run it run into the ground yeah, they definitely did yeah yeah, yeah point and pov stuff like, yeah. from the creature yeah it's good stuff that way and then when they, yeah. when they actually when uh the the head guard actually takes down one of them you know it, it's kind of I, I'm very sensitive to animal violence, even, you know, fake animal violence. So it's just like, uh, I feel bad for this poor creature. I know, mm. I know it's supposed to be evil, but <sighs> somebody save that dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a hard time with violence sometimes in movies. And for some reason, when I was a kid, this one really got to me. Like, I was telling Joel, I watched it maybe once or twice when I was seven or whatever. And, like, after that, if somebody told me they were watching this movie, I would just be like, yeah, no thanks. And I'd just, like, get up and go do my own thing. I think I I liked it, but it, like, rattled me. Yeah. (laughs) I think I didn't like the idea of this poor baby having such a harrowing life experience and, like, and everybody, you know, trying to kill each other and creatures and all this stuff. I don't know. It it is weird because in some ways it is a gentler fantasy movie in other ways it's not yeah yeah you know so so i i will say like it is like in some places like it is kind of like totally inconsistent yeah you know it's it's not like if you watch lord of the rings like there's big battles tons of people die you know it's much more like violent and you it's it's very similar to like lord of the rings but it also seems like it skews younger yeah because of when it came out and how kind of how movies were like on the curve, it is more serious, even though, like, it has a lot in common with, like, movies that would come later. 
as far as violence and kind of like grossness, you know, like the, the way the pig scene affected me as a kid, I can imagine people watching Lord of the Rings and, and the, like the orc birth, yeah, you know, birthing pods and just being like, ugh, like that is too organic to be on the screen. Yeah. Like this is, you know, gross. Um, but this, this seems like it's going to be like a more lighthearted movie and they wanted it to be like, they thought this was going to be like ET, yeah, you know, like it was going to do ET numbers and be like that kind of thing. You know, there's just something about like this kind of violence where it's a sword that we can imagine as opposed to Star Wars violence where a laser kind of singes someone's costume and they fall down. Yeah. You know, like those movies are like weirdly sterile yeah. as far as violence go. Yeah, that's goes. true. Yeah, very good point. Feels like even though it's fantasy, there's more reality base in it. Like mm. you can yeah. Im- like we can imagine a sword. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Can't even imagine getting poked by one. Like uh, that's that's a consistent nightmare I had when I was younger, where uh, I'd feel like somebody stabbing me in the back, and I'd wake up. You know, my my back would be craned in a weird way. Like, uh, mm. so it's not. Yeah, mm. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all because of Willow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, like, yeah, we want to skip forward in the plot here. Okay. We're going to start a journey. <laughs> now that, yeah. Now that they've got this loaf, they figured out the loaf is the reason why the dogs were attacking. Um, they pick out Willow, Migosh. Is that what his name is? Yeah, Migosh. Migosh, yeah, Migosh yeah. is his best friend. Burlcut, Von Carr, mm-hmm. and some guys. <laughs> yep. And there's also the there's a weird thing here with like Chekhov's acorns. Like, yeah. yep. how disappointing is it that we never really get to see these acorns do any yeah. cool shit? Yeah, oh sucks. my goodness. Yeah. Like, I think those acorns are very cool. And in the uh, the Willow Nintendo game, it's like the first power up you get that like freezes enemies and you use it like crazy. Mm. You mean the game that goes Willow? <laughs> does it? Or is that the arcade game? I think are it's they- the arcade game. A Willow. Yeah, the arcade game does. <laughs> which is like, which is also good. Like the arcade game for Willow is like a classic you know, Capcom platformer that like no one has played because it's the arcade game for Willow. But, uh, it's actually like super good. Um, the Nintendo game is good too. It's like a Zelda That's awesome. uh, knockoff. Like it's, it's super good. Um, but you, you know, use these acorns here though. They give you three and we only get to see two of them in action. Um, there's a deleted scene, which explains the fate of the third acorn. Oh my gosh. But it's uh, I remember thinking these were just very cool as a kid. Like, man, like anything you throw them at a turn to stone and he only gets three. Like mm-hmm. even as a kid, I feel like I'd internalize the story logic and I was wrong. But as a kid, I was like, this can happen three times. There's going to be like three cool things that happen with these acorns. Uh, and, and then that turns out to be there are two not that cool things that happen with the acorns. And one acorn is you know, presumed lost at the end or something like that. What a shame. There's yeah. a scene yeah, yeah. where Burglecut gets it in the face right after the bird crap, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like turned a stone and pushed into the river. <laughs> they like they put him outside of his widow's hut. Try to take my farm. <laughs> 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 she, she wakes up in her bed with a stone. Yes, every day. You shouldn't have messed with the new sorcerer. Like <laughs> Billy Barty's out, baby. Which finger has the most will, power? Alfred. This one. <laughs> 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 the hand that holds the acorn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I mean, this is a good little montage of uh, them going through their uh, 
just their little journey they have the to get the greatest adventure yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Milo, they're, they're little milo and otis uh yeah i love i love the scene of them all kind of walking across that log together yeah, yeah that was kind of cool. off in the distance i thought that was pretty yeah. top notch and well this is they, they play the like main theme from willow here too which is like music i really like me too like that kind of thing i had this idea you know before like time got away from me i thought um, I've been messing around, like, there's a music program I've been using, and, like, I thought, I was like, man, I'm going to do, like, a synthwave, like, mix of the main oh, theme of Willow. Oh, please do. Just do it. That's a real, like, synthesis of things I I'll love. Listen, I'll listen to <laughs> about a thousand times on YouTube if you put it up, dude. Well, <laughs> my idea was to get it done before the show, and then, like, give it to you guys and if you wanted to use it at any point during the episode, but I just didn't get a well, chance to do it. All I'm, I'm going to say so. is the very thought alone makes you lo- me love you even more, man. Okay. <laughs> okay, Aaron, stop touching me. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's possible. <laughs> It's possible I will still get that done because <laughs> I love the idea of like, and then if you throw in a beat, like I really like, like, you know, love theme from Willow, you know, D- DJ, <laughs> DJ Khaled mix. Like, uh, in the, yeah, in Gary, the club, that might yeah. not leave my MP3 player. Mm-hmm. It's all yeah. say. Like, they'll find, they'll find my dead corpse with that song on repeat. Bury <laughs> <The main laughs> me with my Zoom. <laughs> The main Willow theme, I guess it kind of reminded me a little bit of a Princess Bride or something. You know, the little mm. guitar th- theme they had in it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. A little bit of like a dreamy wonder thing going on. Mm. J- James Horner also did, I believe, the score to Curl. And so I Ooh. kept thinking of that. Oh, yeah. There's that moment. Yeah, I can, I can hear it. Like yeah. like when the horses are when the fire horses are going. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Willow's a better movie than Crawl. And oh. I'm sorry. I'm oh, no. sorry, Aaron, <laughs> no, if that no. bothers you. <laughs> no, no. Well, I just don't think of it that way because uh, I think of all these adventure movies as just being like uh, these their fantasy films, thing. their own yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like that one has a cyclops in it, so it's like filed under like really awesome but kind of sad disturbing cyclops movies next time <laughs> no that should be a netflix like yep. a category yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, how, how many other movies do we have in this i just <laughs> <laughs> the sad cyclops <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i mean uh, to yeah. know your own death that's all i'm gonna say yikes yeah. <laughs> Yikes, guys. I, I will say that is the weird, like, really beautiful poetic thing in the middle of... <laughs> like, a movie named after and about, like, a weapon from, like, a Nintendo game, more or less. Like, it, it, it's... You know, about you know, or about like that shooting that, or is it called? Is it called the crawl? The glaze, the the glaze. or no, f- that's the glaze. Spinner, yes. as the kids call them nowadays. Yeah, the, um, but it's like this very like not a very poetic, beautiful mo- movie. But then they have the Cyclopses, which are like very beautiful and poetic. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. Yeah, it's really strange. It's like Legend too. Like Legend is not a great movie, but like there are a couple of like really lyrical, wonderful scenes in it. Yeah, you know, and the bad guy is like literally like a, a Christian depiction of Satan. Yeah. You know, it, it is a gigantic devil, you know, which is just very surreal and cool to watch, even though, again, it's not particularly good. Very true. Um, but I, go, I got to say, though, the uh, the act, the poetry that Mad Mardigan says uh, that mm. and make me weak in the knees, too, guys. Just saying. Yeah, I, I <laughs> just saying. I think this was probably one of my first times seeing a movie where, like, maybe Princess Bride. I don't know which one I saw first, but I was like, hmm. 
That might work on me, even though boys have cooties. <laughs> just saying, just saying. Somebody's whispers sweet, whis- sweet nothings to me in beautiful poetry, and then knocks a tent down. I'd, I'd, I'd ride off on a horse with them. I guess. Yeah. You know. The the movie has a lot of people falling in love with Matt Mardigan and kind of realizing he's good. Yeah. You know, because like it, it takes a long time to get out of that cage, but eventually, you know, there's the part where he like fights all the guys in the snow and Willow's like, you are great. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, he 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 comes around to Matt Mardigan's side too. Like, you know, he's uh, he's very clearly like secretly a, a very good guy. Yeah. Yeah. And thus, you know, he comes around. He's like the MVP. Like Willow starts off as good dad. And then Matt Mardigan becomes good dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a yeah. softy at heart. He's he's yeah. he's a real Han Solo. Yeah, that's what I was to. thinking. I was thinking yeah. he's kind of a Han Solo, like like oh, he's he's kind of a rascal, but you know what? He's got a good heart. Yep. And if they ever make yeah, a sequel, good. maybe they'll kill him off. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Val, Val Kilmer is is like Val Kilmer is due for like a revival, like. Quentin Tarantino or somebody, yeah, you know, or one of the Marvel, you know, like like Kurt Russell in, in Guardians of the Galaxy too. Like Val Kilmer could come back, yeah, yeah. as something like that. I mean, that. he beat the cancer. He could he could do anything. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, it's, it's true. He could fight Thanos. Yeah, he beat cancer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, I know this is a, a diversion, but just because I'm on IMDb to like look at the uh, the synopsis here, have you guys done Enemy Mine yet? No, not, not yet. yet. Oh, do you guys know that movie? I yeah. love that movie. I love that movie too. Okay, you guys got to do Enemy Mine. Like, <laughs> dude. It's like one of my mom's <laughs> favorite movies, too. Uh, like, that movie, I think, is genuinely, like, really good, even though it is uh, ridiculous. Yeah. You're Mickey Mouse is uh, a fool. Like, yeah, they go, oh, Mickey Mouse. Uh, and then when he takes the turtle shell and he runs out and he goes, like, Zerky proof and, like, starts hitting himself in the head and it goes on for a really long <laughs> oh my time. Gosh, so many. <laughs> Zerky proof, Zerky proof. <laughs> <laughs> It's so bad. Like, it is amazing. I'm playing football and stuff. Love that movie. Love yeah, it. Of course we know y'all zombies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, okay, let's stop this one and uh, do that one. All right. I haven't seen that in too long. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Inception. I, I've not seen that one in too long. I can't I can't do an impromptu enemy mind cast, <laughs> unfortunately. Um. <laughs> But so, like, Mad Marty gets, gets him, and they're going to head back to town. Um, but the baby gets carried off. Um, and as the baby's carried off, um, they get uh, uh, they get captured by brownies. That's right. Yep. Uh, introducing Kevin Pollock and his uh, his friend who is not as popular. I can't remember that guy's name. Uh, yeah, that's, I, I know the actor from Groundhog Day because he's got a, he's got a very small but memorable uh, role as the guy who says, "Hey." Who else wants to get some flapjacks? Yeah, <laughs> he has a, he has that look about him of like an SCTV guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if what he, what else he's been, and I'm trying to pull him up, but like it's a yeah. uh, Rick Overton. Rick Overton, yeah, yeah. It's like he's, I'm not Danny DeVito. <laughs> it's like what he seems like in this movie. Like, yeah, we want Danny DeVito. He's not Danny DeVito. <laughs> I mean, I I I don't listen to any of Kevin Pollock's stuff. But I, I want to know if it ever gets brought up, him being in this movie. It has to have, right? Mm. I mean, it's just... Yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's a I would black bring it up mark, all the time. but it, it's it's way different than anything else you would ever see him in. Yeah. Well, you did it all on green screen, too, so you can imagine the experience of, like, bringing in this, like, goofball comedian and just, like, here, like, 
riff with the guy from Groundhog Day in this green room, yeah. uh, dressed up as like half a bear. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, and then and then them just kind of jumping around and, and making things. And it's like, oh yeah, your voice is gonna be pitch shifted the whole time. The other guys isn't. No. Like just you. <laughs> like you get to have uh, the weird helium voice for the whole thing. It's not just all brownies. It's just you, my friend. Like you're you're the brownie. What whom ball has not dropped? Uh, and, <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. This is um. It's funny because every time I think of Kevin Pollock now, I remember that action figure. We saw this Wolverine action figure once in (laughs) the store that Aaron works in. and It's supposed to be modeled to look like Hugh Jackman, but it looks exactly like Kevin Pollock. It looks like like Kevin Pollock. Pollock. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it's just every time I think of him now, I'm like, oh, Wolverine. (laughs) (laughs) I think he would like that. I don't know. Yeah. Honestly... I feel like the part was, you know, pretty embarrassing, but not because of anything he did. I mean, he just went in there and did it, yeah. like acted it out. I don't know. I felt like maybe that was something a little D&D-ish or something that I was yes. not privy to. Or like, yeah, it kind of reminded me of a little bit of uh, some labyrinthish characters, too. But again, I think they could have been pulling that from, like, the old D&D books. Heck yeah. It, this movie feels like, like a first or second edition D&D game. Yeah. In a like lot of ways. The mm. characters? But yeah, just uh, some of the combat, too. Like, uh, later on in the movie, just felt, mm. felt like some sort of, like, 70s D&D game being played out in like a, on the big screen. I see. And it was like the an adventure, but at the same time, it felt like the the group kept changing because there mm-hmm. were like a few main people that stayed. There yeah. was Willow, there was the baby, and there was Mad Mardigan. Mm-hmm. But other people would come and go from the group. Like they were the solid three people traveling together. Yeah. But even he came in later. Like, I just kind of felt like it was the adventure, but it was kind of atypical. Yeah, and they also uh, do the single biggest, like, <laughs> up of anybody uh, in this, where they, it happens later, but when they give Mad Mardigan the love dust of broken hearts, for no good reason, like, because he's trying to pick a lock and they don't, they wish that he wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, you know, like, use your words, Kevin Pollock. Like, you, you could avoid this entire mess. Like... He didn't. Um, <laughs> he didn't remember that that was in that bag. I guess. I don't know. They're dumb. He. he I think he. They even say it like afterwards. Like hey, hey, hey dust of broken it. hearts, and it's like, well, you, you're done. <laughs> up now, everyone's gonna die. <laughs> uh, in in some ways, it was uh, irresponsible of the fairy queen to uh, to trust the um, right. these two oh, idiots. Yeah, definitely with this they're baby. Babies, yeah, they're babysitting. Those guys. Yeah. They do seem to be good at, at directions. They picked they, a lock. Oh, they, oh, yeah, yeah. They helped them get out of something. They right, cut a rope. Didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they did cut a rope. They did pick a lock. They did uh, fall in love with a cat. Yes. Um, they, uh, which is still funny, <laughs> even the, as a grown yeah. up. They, they said the word pee pee, which is good. Um, yeah. The, mo- the, yeah. <laughs> the moment where Mad Mardigan's just so upset that they're going the same direction as they are. Uh, Earlier yeah. in the movie. So good. It's very cute. Like, you're not going south, are you? 
and and I like this little this thing I was gonna call it a subplot. It's not a subplot, where he's just like, go get me an egg or something. And then like there's an implied egg. Like later he's like, All you do is sit around and eat our egg. <laughs> and I like this idea of those two guys like going off to hunt down an egg. And like to them, like an egg's gotta be you know, like them pushing this boulder that's like, like into Mad Mardigan's mouth. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yep. All I did was sit around and eat our eggs. Delicious. Yeah, so what what do you guys think about this gigantic fairy woman that we suddenly oh, made? Oh, yeah. That was like the most Lord of the Rings moment yeah. this movie had. Other than it's, it's very weird. Other than like, you know, all of the little Nelwins walking all, all across a log together. Right. Also felt very Lord of the Rings. You know, I, I understand uh, her like being ethereal and, and yeah. floating and stuff like that and, and and stuff like that. But when she like disappears and then comes back in giant yeah. head form, I don't. Yeah. Is she the emperor? <laughs> oh, hi. I felt like it felt like something that Peter Jackson was like, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm doing <laughs> in my movie. experiencing it from a perspective. <laughs> that's <laughs> Oh, right, um, right after I'm done with these disgusting comedies, I'm gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> Sometime during Frighteners, you just watched, you know, you just watched Willow like seventy times, and he's like, "Lord of the Rings, of course." It's it's very uh, Tinkerbell as oh, well. Oh yeah, you know, um, you know, having her do this, and it is very like. Uh, first of all, like. The, they're the tying up Willow like he's like in Lilliput like is a very, you know, kind of like obvious irony. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thing, you know, like what what's, you know, what's smaller than small? Real small. <laughs> all right. 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 Um, yeah. No brownies. Um, the uh, but then having her just like kind of plot dump things like i don't know what would have been a better way than just like this coincidental forest meeting like if i wanted like willow to trip over a scroll or something (laughs) you know like there could have been a more elegant way than this it's probably the most inelegant thing in a movie that i think generally like follows its own rules yeah pretty well i felt like it was kind of reminded me of like the 80s music videos that were supposed to be kind of like magical like uh I don't know, Kate Bush or something. You know, like, <laughs> mm. who's like kind of like, uh, I don't even know. Just uh, the, she comes in and it's like oh, she's projected. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. it's like she's a hologram or something in the woods. Mm-hmm. And like everybody's like, okay. And then they like, you know, go about their thing and then she comes back again and it's like you're scaring us <laughs> like, why, why weren't you just standing next to me telling me this why, why was your head suddenly projected in front of me just one more thing because you're not taking me seriously <laughs> your wizard of oz tricks don't impress me <laughs> yeah uh, yeah he gets a cool wand I guess yeah that was cool that was then cool. he gets a wand mm-hmm Cause yeah, I really like that wand. I like the shape it's of cool. it. It's just so cool. It looks fragile. It's an. It, it does. That's why they had to replace it with fiberglass. Oh, uh-huh. uh, partway through the uh, the making of the movie. The uh, I, I mean that's like I just internalize all those Willow trivia. I read the <laughs> trivia thing in preparation <laughs> for this, but the um, awesome. I one of the things that happens with this with this fairy queen, I think, and then also as they're leaving, like the army that comes by with like Mad Mardigan's buddy Eric. 
uh, and stuff is that there are like gigantic battles and this kind of uh, world that happens in the margins of this that isn't really addressed, you know, like we're just kind of left together to piece together, uh, left to ourselves to piece together that like, Oh, Mad Marta or Bad Morta has been on this campaign of terror and is like, this is the state of the world. You yeah. know, like we, there's a, there's a cool thing that they do where like that wouldn't affect the Nelwyn very much. Like they're in this remote area and the viewer doesn't really know it either. But like, because we have this human, you know, this kind of <laughs> Daikini centric, uh, worldview, you know, you might expect, you might expect like, oh, this is going to be about these like, gigantic battles and Eric, like fighting the forces of this evil queen. And it all is like margin stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like the biggest, like actual battle that happens, you know, is them like defending the castle by themselves. And it's an abandoned castle that is in the wake of Bav Morda, you know, her, her like reign of terror. Yeah. You know, there's like these kind of cool little bits about this like epic fantasy movie that's not happening on screen. I think. And yeah. this fairy queen like implies that to me where like there who is this? Like there's all this mythology that could be part of this, but we don't really learn it. You know, it just, it's kind of implied and in the margins. Um, I think that is neat. Yeah. It, yeah. It's incredibly well done because you, you find yourself believing that this, this world is, is happening. Yeah. It's a world building and it, it's believable mm. because they, they took the time to kind of add in the, fill in the spaces between and if they hadn't it would probably be more you know ridiculous <laughs> yeah. and, well, and, I, and i think that they like all that stuff is written you know because there is like this series of novels after this and there were deleted scenes and the like and uh they just made very good choices as to what to leave out you know yeah yeah they focused and did a really good job of that now i'm gonna hear about the clone wars <laughs> nope. Exactly. Secondary. Yeah. So at this point, I mean, okay. So they got the baby back from the yeah. brownies. Now um, they've got to deal with some new stuff. All right. The brownies yeah. are leading them. <laughs> yeah. Our brownies problems. are leaving them. This is when the baby, like, did they, they already did the, the scene at the inn at this point beforehand <laughs> or afterwards. They go to the inn. Right. They go to the inn at some at point. This point yeah. yeah. To go, to go get the baby. Like they're trying to find the baby. They go to the inn. Well, they, they um, no, no, they have the they baby. Have the baby. I, I forgot, they yeah, because they're trying to get milk for the milk, baby. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then they run into Mag- Mag- Mortigan, um there, and the the village the gets attacked. They do this like kind of thrilling chase to get away. We run to Lunk, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. You know the MVP here. Uh, Pet Kevin Pollock is going to. Yeah, so we got that going for us. And when they get away, so the whole idea is the finding this thing with like Finn Rosell. Um, and transforming her, which is also like when that happens, uh, the payoff for that eventually, which is more or less like the next bit of the movie is them getting to that island and stuff. It takes a little while, but they get to that island with Finn Rizal. And I love this like subversion again of like Finn Rizal being this like weirdo rat creature with this like crazy voice yeah. who doesn't like, you know, is in denial about being a rat creature, you know, and has been in exile on this island. Like again, just the, that, that cool implied uh, story. I'm a beautiful woman. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, uh, I based a, a D&D character all off of her, her dialogue once. Mm. Uh, well, it was a, a little bit of that, a little bit of Cobra Commander. It was a, sna- <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a serpent folk called, and her, and her name was Septimus. And, uh, mm. uh, and, uh. That was a high five. And, and she was like, she had like an 18 charisma. So she was like a, you know, she's a bit, pretty badass babe. 
uh, serpent folk, mm-hmm. but because, uh, you know, she wasn't, you know, a human form, you know, they, they obviously didn't find her beauty to be, you know, all that attractive. Mm. So I spent a lot of the game always informing the other players that I was a beautiful <laughs> I was a beautiful that's woman. That's very Cobra Commander too. Yeah, I, I was once a man. I was once yeah. a man. Yeah, that's it. That's what I was going yeah, for. Totally. Yep. Every once in a while, you just went Metray. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I did. I did. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good times. Good times. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I did try to convince people. I, I'm a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> it's one of your go-to sayings, anyways. Right? Thank you. It is. It is calling mm. people peck. Yep. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Everyone's a peck. I don't think that's a that's very right. nice thing to say. Oh no. In this world, it's not a slur. It's definitely an, it has. It's definitely an insult. Right. But I, I feel like it is a very specific racial slur. Oh yeah. Only for yeah. Like you said. <laughs> yeah. It's darn no ones. But it's yeah, pecks. It's just out of words. Everybody's saying it. Mm-hmm. My fa- my favorite actor in the entire movie is when they're at the cages with Madame Mardigan and they the you know the whole army of horses coming by the very first guy on the horse like excuse me sir and he's like out of the way peck like yeah, oh, give that guy the oscar yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so they're they're heading out on their way <laughs> boy this is where they get caught correct this is before the castle siege this is where we're going into like the snow zone yeah after they get the uh that marmot off the, off the island that wizard marmot uh, they She's are almost immediately caught. Yeah, because She's very cute. Because somebody caught Mad Martigan and he's like, Oh, sorry. You know, had to tell him where you were or something. And uh, everybody gets picked up. Including mm-hmm. they for some reason they know that this little rat creature is also part of the, the party. I thought that was strange too, like why they catch the the non talking like vole yeah. that they just have with them. Yeah, I thought that was weird as well. Why not? <laughs> Um, oh, hey, free vol. Lunch. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> free vol. The, um, so they, they capture it. You know, they're, they're all getting beat up. Uh, this is the beginning of Sorsha and uh, Mad Bardigan's relationship and their, uh, you know, non-romantic tension that suddenly turns into romantic tension a little bit later. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is that lockpicking scene with the Dust of Broken Hearts, which we mentioned, um, in which, like, he goes and does the poetry uh, that we would all melt for. Yeah. <laughs> Should also mention that this is the first transformation of uh, the, the wizard oh, yeah. lady. Oh, what, yeah. What's her name? Uh, Finn Rizel. Finn Rizel, right. Where Willow, she's trying to get, uh, teach Willow how to do this, who has already admitted that he's a farmer and not a wizard. And she painfully turns from this furry woodland creature into a raven crow, one of those things. It's real. <laughs> up yeah. like the the feathers like burst out of the like shell of the the marmot yeah that yeah. she was you know um and it's like not only does it hurt her to transform but it hurts willow yeah like yeah. it's like the the magic it like hurts him like magic it's like this is like witcher 3 magic like the magic <laughs> is painful and organic and weird and hard and you lose a little world. bit of yourself every time <laughs> yeah um you know which is something I'm, I'm generally here for um the, uh, so yeah, she, she's a crow now, which is useful because she can fly during this next part where uh, they eventually escape and do this like fun sledding sequence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say, even as, as this scene is really fun to watch, there was one moment where I was watching it and um, the look on Warwick Davis's uh, scene was like, this was the fifth take today, guys. <laughs> 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 I've slid down this hill. Yeah. 
like 50 times. <laughs> this isn't fun, guys. Did you get the shot, Ron? Uh, <laughs> 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 no, but I, I love this scene though. Love, but it was today I just made that 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 observation that I was like, oh, I don't think he was having fun. I'm just kind of over <laughs> it in that moment. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I love this uh, this like dumb comedy bit after they go down the hill and then Mad Mardigan uh, turns into that human <laughs> snowball. Yeah. yeah, it rolls down. That's one that of the too. dumbest choices that was, has been made in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's a sturdy building that he runs into, though. So I'm, I'm yeah. surprised at that. He closed the door. Everything's fine. Yes. What, what, what a silly move. <laughs> yeah. He seemed really unfazed by it. He just got up yeah. and kept going. It's very unrealistic. I'm pretty sure he'd be dead. <laughs> 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 or at least, like, nauseated. Yeah. Not to mention that baby probably should be dead. I mean, it's bouncing all around. Like, during that, mm. that like, cart race oh, horse yeah. thing. Like, oh, that's a dead baby. That, that, oh, that, was, that was an observation yeah. made at work, too. That was an observation made at work today, too. It was like, oh, boy. <laughs> the baby is very uh, uh, hearty. Yeah, it's really D- like, are just hearty people. Mm. I mean, Blackroot. Mad Marvin went chest. through a building, like, right? Yeah. Hair, yeah. hair on the chest, yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah. Easily cleaned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. You, you, you get up, you dust yourself off, you have some more Blackroot. You're fine. Yeah. So... <laughs> Before they roll down that hill, though, we like you were saying, they get the first uh, like attempting to romance between Sorsha and Mad Mardigan. Uh, this is I don't know. It like yeah. I, I feel like I like he's a, he's doing a total creep. Like he's he is just like straight up gonna kiss this woman who is asleep and stuff like that. Like yeah, no bad. Go go to your room. No, <laughs> and and love potion like again like it's just like. It doesn't excuse it. That's a love potion, but it just love potions. Um, that's that's a recipe for this shit, right? You know, like I'm really glad those have fallen out of favor in fiction. Yeah, you know, it's uh, we do whatever podcast we do is about the second edition D and D monsters manual, and like it's all things that magically make you fall in love with them, and I'm like <laughs> that. That's like a that's a very villainous thing to do, uh, Neriad. Mm. Um, you should yeah. you should not do that. Oh. Um, so I, it, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty unnerving. And then, you know, again, so from multiple angles, like it sucks that that happens that he's being this creeper. And then it sucks that eventually she comes around on him, you know, like that in, again, through 2017 eyes is kind of, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not, it's, is it, is it unforgivable? It's not like, no. you know, uh, but it's not great. Right. Yeah. I, I do feel like there is like, I don't know, like. Uh, how do you say? How do you say it? I feel like there is like kind of a spark between the end. Yeah, like, there's like, chemistry. Some chemistry, chemistry. They were yeah. like married in real life, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah after yeah. this movie, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I. And they adopted Willow. Aww. <laughs> oh, they all became a happy family. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm actually, I'm actually 23. What What do you mean you adopt me? <laughs> it's, it's, this is my wife. No. Yeah. Um, I, I, when I was watching this, I was convinced. I was like, man, it's sad that w- that Work Davis is dead. <laughs> and then like had to like look up the fact that he's not dead. No, he's dead. And and I was like, yeah, the guy's got to be like seventy now. And like, nope, that's also not true. He was twenty when this happened, yep. and he's like forty three now. Yep. So uh, my, I, I had a very hard time uh, guesstimating his age. Yeah, I didn't know how old he was either, but I knew he did a show with Ricky Gervais recently. I mean, mm, I don't know how many years ago that was. It's been more than five years, but like, yeah, in the recent memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's on an episode of uh, Extras. 
He had that thing life's well. too short, right? Yeah. yeah. I think I saw that yeah. recently online or something. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a, he's got like a family and stuff too. Like I've seen pictures of him with with his family and stuff. It is it is cute. Yeah, it's cool. Like yeah, it's good. Good for him. I like that guy. Um I wonder I was thinking about it too. I wonder if he uh auditioned for Tyrion and Lord in Game of Thrones. Mm. Cuz like that casting call goes out everybody goes for it, right? Right. Yeah, that's true. You know. Oh yeah. That's crazy. Um, we don't want someone who could do a British accent. Get somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, I think, you know, Peter Dinklage does a good job in that, but it's just so weird that like, if you're looking for like serious actors, yeah, there aren't a lot of like serious little person actors that have like name appeal. You know, there's yeah. only a few. Yeah. So. That's true. Peter you know. Dinklage is like top billing now on the show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 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 So yeah, the, the scene with him, like, you know, doing the poetry and stuff is pretty, pretty goofy and stuff. And she initially, like, I like how she is not falling for it. Like she's going to cut his throat. Right. You know, it's, it's pretty intense. Um, until eventually, uh, they, you know, they get, uh, they get caught. Like someone just walks into her tent. Yeah. And just, just coming in to watch you sleep. My, my liege. <laughs> you know, my, <laughs> I, I think he has, he has like, uh, willow, like, He's got him like by the shoulder or something like that. Oh so, yeah, so, you, no, you're right. Yeah. Like they catch Willow and they're like, you know, something's up to no good. Uh-huh. Yeah, if Willows are about, <laughs> he said, Mad Morgan was in here trying to do stuff to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Willow, Willow was trying to stop it. He's just like, if she was my daughter, yeah. um, you kind of yeah. get the impression he's a womanizer too because of that time he gets caught in the other lady's room. Oh, Mad Morgan. Oh, Mad Morgan. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're like 100%. no doubt. <laughs> yeah. he, he had VDs, but as we as we said earlier, you know, Dakini could just you know wash that stuff off. So mm-hmm. <sighs> shed shed the skin. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so like stuff so many so many bad Mardigan skins laying around. <laughs> just everywhere. That's gross. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't like this movie anymore. Uh, <laughs> collect them all, Joel. Yeah, through all the skins. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Uh, just a closet full of mad, like hollow mad mardigans. Yep. Like, these are my these are my my Val Skinners. Like, in the closet. like did you want to peruse my Val Skinner? Like a officer Buffalo Bill. I don't know. Yeah. Eric, uh, why do you keep picking up all these skins? No reason. Yeah. I'm definitely not in love with Mad Mardigan. Never mind. Uh. Yeah, um, after they they have that tumble down the hill, they're all in the basement. You know, this is just regular village trying to hide from this army, which is probably... It's like Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kid's like, movie. <laughs> kid's movie. Kid's Tarantino like, film. You know, Inglorious yeah. Bastards. <laughs> when the bad guys <laughs> come in and everybody has to be real quiet under the building. <laughs> so she's like, thank you for introducing me to your beautiful daughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Christoph Waltz should have been there. Oh yeah, with his red wig. Um, and they they get away with Sorsha for a little while, but then she escapes. Yeah, like it just you know for a little while, and that's when they come across this castle for this like crazy castle fight where like uh, Mad Mardigan like holds off an army through <laughs> so a series good. of tricks and traps. I yep. love it so much. Yeah, I just love this. <laughs> Part of the movie. It's pretty cool. 
It's pretty cool. There are a couple of parts where there's just a shot of a person running into one of the traps. Like, there's one where a guy just, like, steps on a bear trap for a second. Like, ah! Like, what the hell? Like, yeah. I love it. It's like the most D and D thing I can think of. Like it's just all these traps going off, people dying. Mm-hmm. You see everybody rolling checks. Yeah, the whole. Thing. <laughs> like he tries to transform this thing, and it turns into oh a man, crazy into like a yep. <laughs> like a, like a like a called it a, like a like a sweaty testicle like that peels <laughs> off its own skin like yeah. the thing that egg it turns into for this hydra yeah thing. that thing is gross looking and there's no way around it it's like intentionally gross looking mm-hmm. oh very much so and it's named after Siskel and Ebert yep like it, it's made that it's is made true to be fact. like. Yeah, like it, it's made to be like this is the critics of, I don't know who <laughs> yeah. you know Ron Howard is you know people didn't like Cocoon or whatever. Wow, so stupid. Yeah, it's it's very very dumb. Uh, the thing is like spooky though, and like it's a big complicated battle scene. Like there's people that Mad Martica's Mad dealing with, but this thing is like a constant threat. You know, like when people turn their backs on it to fight Mad Martigan, it eats them. Yeah. You know, it is this it like three way fight. Viciously eats people. Like it is so. Like it is, it's just chomping down on people. Like this is kind of. This is scary. This was the worst part mm-hmm. for me as a kid, and like I never, for some reason, could figure out when it was going to happen. And I think I was just like, okay, never mind. I'm not even going to try anymore. Yeah. <laughs> one of my faves. This whole this whole sequence. Yeah. One of my faves, but it's okay. Fire, fire breathing, testy dragon. Yeah. Well, and then, then like the little troll dudes too. They're like crawling on the bottom of the uh, the bridge. Yeah, the and, troll dudes and in the background and, the, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, on the wall. Yeah, it's awesome. It's just an it exciting it's adventure. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. And they took off their heads and started singing the Jamaican song or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, but you mean chilly down with the fire? Yeah, oh yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I think the song you're looking for is chilly down. Um, the uh, but yeah, th- this I think this action scene is like competent and cool, and the way that the uh, you know Mad Morgan like drum- jumps on the uh, like it's you know super swashbuckly like yeah. catapults himself across the yeah. map, uh, yeah. you know uh, jumps on the thing like makes its mouth close so when it shoots a fireball like it gets you know stuck in its throat. It's it's just believable uh, that they call this guy mad. Like he literally yeah. catapults himself across like a, a, a chasm, hit like smacks into a wall, gets up, starts stabbing things. Like this guy so, is so, insane. Hold up, Aaron. Huh? Do you think oh. that his name is Mardigan and they call him Mad Martigan? Mad, right? No. Oh. His, <laughs> like his last word. name is Sounds Mad Martigan. Like yeah, it's all one word. Oh. Okay. Well, I, I've always been led to believe that they just called him Mad. Like he was. Like he was just. A crazy person. I thought it was Bruce. Which is why, which is why it was convenient that he was in a cage. Yeah. Mm. His first name is Bruce. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Madden Martigan. <laughs> well, I just, I just let, been led to believe this my entire life. So. No, I didn't yeah. know either. It's a weird name if you don't see it written down. Yeah. Is it is so it more or less weird than Martigan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, honestly, I didn't. Uh, I. I this is a sad. This is a sad revelation for me. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry to be like Captain Green, no, Dream Smasher, MD over here. But... Name. All right. Like like Mads Mikkelsen. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I take like back Mads what Martin. I said. Willow's a lame movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does, it does fit with his loose cannonness. I'll go. I'll go. He's I'll, got a loose. It's like yeah. Han Solo is also like a loose yeah. cannon yeah. name, but it's his real name, you know? Finn Rizel. Uh, 
Eric, Sad. but it's spelled A I R K. Yeah, all right. It's that fantasy spelling. Yeah, it was like I was like, who gets to decide who has a last name and who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> the answer is no. Almost nobody gets a last name. Yeah, George R. R. Martin decided. You have to be a very important person. Of House Mad Martigan. I like this castle. I mean, even before all the action starts, the 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 people that are like stuck in those giant crystals. That's just a very cool mm-hmm. image. Yeah, yeah, and th- it's it's a. Uh, I, I really like that as well. And like they thought they were coming here for like, you know, again, this is the the after effect. Like it shows a sense of stakes. Like this is what's happening to castles all across the country because of <laughs> Bad Morda, unless we can get a Laura Dannon on it to stop. <laughs> like this is going to happen to all of us. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of like extra story along with this castle. I I read in in like the novelization, the original script, and stuff and stuff like that. Like uh, it, it actually kind of lends a little bit of. Uh, I mean, not it's not enough. It, it has an explanation of why Sorcia is all of a sudden like oh, I'm on the opposite side. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah, some some mysterious. These are these was. are her parents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But but me if i'm gonna read a novel written by chris claremont <laughs> like in 1990 <laughs> wait a minute yeah. come on you had yeah, a book okay. report you needed to have a book to write about and what's wolverine up to like i i need chris claremont but with like wordier <laughs> like, I, I need, don't, don't worry george you know, lucas like, is there to back him up that's right yeah yeah, yeah don't worry. wow what a team and then she became yeah. a phoenix yeah, just everyone just like busting into the room and yelling their their name, oh. <laughs> uh, you know, like in, in true Claremont in, fashion. In big like, letters. Some call me Overslice, <laughs> you know. <laughs> just thank you. You can call me Day Tripper, which is an actual mutant name. <laughs> and Day Tripper, man. I think he started on Day Tripper. <laughs> I'm um, so happy. <laughs> I'm gonna start like busting my way into parties and and social engagements doing that. Yep. Nice. Like just with my real name though, not like oh, no. any kind of code name. Just Gary Butterfield, <laughs> and just yell it, and then just well, that, then, you know, I guess fight. Like there's nothing to do. I mean, yeah, that. I was gonna say that almost sounded like a like a the Tekken beginning, like <laughs> <laughs> like the the heroes of history. <laughs> oh yes, okay. Gary Even Butterfield better. versus um, yeah. four swords found in the darkness of um, yeah conclusion uh yeah yeah there's we didn't even mention there's this guy who's got a really cool skull face mask that's yeah right oh general kale pretty yeah. awesome like the, like the delicious <laughs> leafy green of the same name. <laughs> no 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 <laughs> kale is a villainous greasy uh-huh. greasy or greasy yeah. link <laughs> i can't speak anymore a greasy link <laughs> a villainous greasy link yeah from uh from, from war hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the uh the guy who sells you stuff from link between worlds his villainous greasy link me. Um, we just did Masters of the Universe not that long ago, oh, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, "This looks more like Skeletor should have looked." <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, General Kale. Like General Kale is extremely bad. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Like I am way here for General Kale. Yeah. Yeah, the gri- grizzled older man who just like he just kills like, and he you know he's yelling at the top of his lungs. It is really funny when he's yelling at the top of his lungs. I've got the baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> what did I say? Go, dude. <laughs> First, get the baby, yeah. then get rich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great. Yeah, Aaron's got a pretty good. Uh, 
rendition of the the skull mask thing there. I'll post all this stuff later. What do you mean by rendition? <laughs> like he, oh, he drew, oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes we do sketcher, doodles while we're watching. Like the shoes. Okay. Yeah. Like the shoe? Yeah. Okay. I'm more of a uh, Reebok. Um, yeah, but he doesn't... I mean, he is mostly a present to be scolded by Bav Marta. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, he's he's got his own, like, intro music. You know, whenever he shows oh. up on screen. He's just a scary-looking motherfucker. <laughs> and everyone needs somebody to fight at the end. Yeah, you know, so he's he's the swordsman that about that uh, Madame Mardigan gets to fight. Um, one of the things is like you know uh, Eric, like Madame Mardigan's buddy. Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed about that guy is like arc, I guess if you can call it, is the whole time it is just him being like, "There's no hope, Madame Mardigan. You'll never make it." You'll never make anything of yourself. Mm-hmm. And then he just unceremoniously dies. Yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't, he, like all of his lines up until that point is how there's no hope. Uh, there's nothing he can do. He's worthless pieces. And he says it over and over and over until he just dies. It's a, it's a really, really weird, like <laughs> sequence of events with that dude. He's a real downer. Yeah. Yeah. After after you get um, turned into a pig and back, I don't, I don't know if I want to be alive much longer. You're like, I don't know what to do with yeah. my life anymore. You know Let's just go do out. You, do you, if that happens, do you eat pig? Like after, <laughs> after that, like that? if you ate pig beforehand, do you keep eating pig? I don't think so. I mean, ba- I don't think so bacon's really good though. <laughs> um, but also, you know what it's like. Yeah. Like you know what part of the like you could feel on your body yeah. and know what part <laughs> the bacon would come mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. It, but wow. it's so delicious. Yes. Yeah, is what if like you were a pig and somebody made uh, bacon from part of you and then you turned back and then like healed? Mm. And it's like there's this bacon. Bacon keeps forever. It's like a cured meat. And it's like that is bacon from me when I was a pig. Like that's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. That's a. I don't have an. I just. I don't have an end for that. What if? Just like what if? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm not stoned. I just. I think that it's interesting. <laughs> Those were the best uh, what if issues from Marvel when they uh, just ended up. That was really. <laughs> what if Spider Man turned into Spider Ham? <laughs> yeah. oh. Then turned into Bacon. Then, into then bacon. turned back into Spider Man. Best, best what ifs. Best. Uh, it's just uh, Stanley at the end. Wouldn't that be? F- Marvel. Just eating a BLT. It's usually just the watcher staring at you, like, well, that's yeah, it. Watching, exactly. Yeah, think about it. Mm. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't think that would happen. Well, so many, so many ways that Peter Parker's life can be ruined. <laughs> she uh, thinks Watu. <laughs> you and you and Rod Sterling from the Twilight Zone have been taking notes again. I see. Yeah. When does when does uh, Finn get turned into a goat? Uh, that's here. Oh. Um, or like, no, 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 that happened beforehand. Cause as the goat, she like oh, that's right. knocks something yeah, off she, of uh, she a thing guy. in the battle. I yeah. think that goat's a, a real tool in that battle. Yeah. Um, so somewhere between there, like once they get first get to the castle, maybe yeah. while Mad Mardigan is, that's, that's actually what happens. Mad Mardigan is like fortifying it. Yeah. So, and uh, it goes squirrel guy, yep. birdie goat i mean does do you guys feel like that that is the animal kingdom ranking <laughs> yeah okay. hmm. yeah yeah well and then eventually like turtle lion human yeah and that seems about right too yeah, yeah. you know i really wish she'd spend some time as a turtle because yeah, that would have <laughs> been a logistical nightmare <laughs> like everyone had to wear as a backpack like 
Somebody with a green glove is like pulling the turtle's mouth open. There's all this like errant lettuce on the ground, like <laughs> just from. <laughs> she keep getting that lettuce from. Mm. <laughs> Never mind, Willow. <laughs> You're an idiot. Hands me back, back, Willow. (laughs) Uh, That's what. Maybe she was a young, beautiful woman. They turned into a turtle, and she she came out as a kind of a human turtle. No, no, that's that. I I love that she was like came back as an old woman. That's like very sad to think that like this happened to you. You know? Yeah, it is. And it's like you're 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 gonna die. Like your whole life passed you by because you spent a bunch of time in weird like rat years. Yeah, and this that that horrible woman like has done this to you, and you don't. The passage of time has just been like nothing. Like you, you must be a little bit crazy at that point. Mm-hmm. Stuck on an island the entire time, probably with interacting with almost nobody. You know, the occasional mm-hmm. other animal. Yeah, this is a sad, sad tale. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, so so pig. Yeah, gambit. I was going to say a bunch of pigs start doing it, and uh, yeah. <laughs> That factoid is just... That's the best. <laughs> We're trying to make it's, a I mean, kids get... movie and the pigs couldn't on, get pigs. off of each other. Come on. Yeah. Lots, lots of breeding. I love that the brownies turn into two little piglets. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's a, that's a very cute little mm. little scene. I could have got some sweet um, bacon out of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just put them on a pig pole and bacon. roast them. <laughs> um, yeah. And they come back and there's this whole... like This is a weird thing, too. I felt like they had to... like come up with a plan to storm the castle and Willow's whole thing with moles. Like they wanted to bring back the fact that he's a farmer somehow. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a goofy plan, which is just hide. Yeah. We you have know? a tarp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might as well use it. Hide under some tarps. <laughs> like get ready to bang that drum. Like, um, <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. But then get in and then we're kind of at the end. Like there's a big fight with the army uh, and it kind of pairs off into different fights where it's like Mad Mardigan versus General Kale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Eric after Eric gets killed after telling Martin Mardigan that he'll never amount to anything. <laughs> yep. Um, and then oh, it's such uh, a downer. <laughs> it is. It's like, he's like, he doesn't like come around. on Mad Mardigan at all. Like until his dying breath. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, Finn Rizal and Willow and Sorsha going to this ritual. This ritual starts like, it feels like days before. Yeah, seriously. It's like the longest ritual. It was like the night before. Uh, be. And then when, when we see Willow and Finn standing outside the castle, it's daylight. So, what? Yeah. I mean, it's a very long ritual. You feel like, yeah, you feel like it's like a human sacrifice thing from like the Aztecs or something. And it's just, you go through the weather storms <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, this part's like fighting in the rain with a baby that's probably sick. Yeah, like. that poor baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you mind if we soak your child for like an hour? It'll <laughs> <laughs> stay fresh. Wet baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um the the scene where Mad Mardigan finally takes out General Kale is is brutal. I think we already kind of talked about like the the idea that you can feel, yeah, what you can imagine what being stabbed feels like. It's like he gets pulled on to that blade, and that mm-hmm. is that's something that's like stayed with me since I was a kid. Like the idea of this guy, like yeah, just being forced onto it. Ugh, I'm getting yeah. chills. Mm. I don't like it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I also think it is it is really cool imagery. I don't know if it's for children. Yeah, it's effective, at the very least. Yeah. This uh, you know, as this ritual is going on, then we get to get this this climax where it's like, you know, kind of kind of uh, fun, you know, things with like the 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 initial fight, but that eventually turns into like beams. Yeah. You know, between Finn Rizal and, and Bab Morda. Like, I like it when, like, you know, Finn Rizal thinks she's going to, like, they're freezing each other. They're setting each other on fire. And I like it when Finn Rizal is tossing Bab Morda around and kind of yelling. Yeah. You know, like, that's real fun. Yeah. Yeah. Spinning her around in circles. Yeah. That's old lady yelling. <laughs> Into that. Very effective. But, you know, all, all good things come to an end. Yeah. In, including that. And then it ends up being, uh, you know, this little thing where, like, it's all going to end, and then we get this like Chekhov's like picking up. Yeah, boat. that's pretty unceremonious. The I mean, is it because she knocked over that ritual fluid or something? Is it? Yes, that's as far as I can tell. That's why uh, the lightning takes her instead. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or what? That's my guess. Is like this thing she's trying to like summon someone to the or send someone to the demon ro- ro- worlds or whatever, right. and I think it just happens. Because uh, she happened to be there and she f***ed up and lost her blood. I don't think the rules are very clear, though. So. It doesn't necessarily explain. Yeah, I guess it's, it is. It's as good as, it's as, good as I have yeah. for it, for sure. And perhaps some sort of uh, full metal alchemist equivalent exchange uh, mm-hmm. thing going on there. Yeah. What? Just joking. What's a full metal? I'm just assuming you're right. Anime. Do you you watch anime? What's what's an anime? Okay. That's Uh, fine. (laughs) It sounds sounds correct. That's, that's, here's a, here's a cookie. Thanks. Thank thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah. But the, you know, Willow, Willow does save the day through his, his original trickery though, which is pretty good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Leave that baby behind a pillar and no one can tell where it is. Yeah. Pretty fun. You know, even though it is just leaving a baby unattended for like yet another time, <laughs> which which happens a lot, yeah, uh, in this, but but I'll take it, yeah. And then it's kind of like just happy happily ever after, yeah. At this point, you know everything's good. Um, you know uh, the the Alordan's going to be raised by uh, Mad Mordigan and Sorsha. Sorsha doesn't get any more lines for like a lot of the rest of the movie, no. <laughs> which is kind of a bummer. Like they ran out of things uh, to have her have her do. But the uh, I like this, you know, you know, Mad Mortimer, Mad Mortigan's made a big, uh, uh, you know, change. And then when they go back to the village, like I love this, like reun- reunion with Willow and his wife. Yeah, it is. Like, it's is very, like, very scene. sweet. <laughs> like, yeah. um, I think, like, I don't know. I'm very surprised by how cute it is. Yeah, it's just touching. It's hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I feel like there's more believable love in this movie based on acting than like a lot of other movies that try to put romance in or put some kind of like heartfelt feeling for each other in. It's like this is more believable for me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's just like the weird secret to work Davis is he's actually a really good actor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like he's actually just like real good at it. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think he did a really good job with that. I love this little uh, little reunion scene. Then Burglehood gets shot on the face and Willow (laughs) now can just do like crazy magic, move over Bartleby or whatever. And like, it's time to go. Oh, that's what he uses the last acorn for. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Take it. Take him out. No more wizard. (laughs) 
didn't know what he was doing anyways. I am the master. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think there's a lot of love for the movie, uh, you know, that we've all talked about here. Um, I don't, I don't know why I would say, uh, it's a kid's movie, right? Is it? <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, it, it's totally confused a little bit with that. Like I would, I would, as much as I love it, I would say that's probably true, you know, because it, it is largely a kid's movie, but it's also has some like violence and disturbing that maybe you wouldn't expect. Right. From, from a kid's movie. Yeah. I'm not sure what age I'd be like, Hey, this is cool to watch it. I mean, I get, you know, like 10, 11, 12, maybe I don't, what mm. is it safe? Sarah, give me an opinion here. In my opinion, the movie has violence now that I think might warrant a stronger rating, but that's just me. I don't know if it would still get the same rating now. I I mean, it was a hard X, so. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just, I feel like I was probably seven. I probably should have been more like 10, in my opinion. Mm. But I'm, I was a more sensitive kid than some kids were. And Aaron, did you see this when you were like five? Uh, I saw this at a very young age. Yeah, I think you were just particularly... Like I was taken, of course, you, you, immediately. You were it. raised with this, yeah. like, yeah, and you you had already kind of known about things like this because of the no. Oh no no no! I, I I'm still I'm still uh, living this lie that his name is Mad Mardigan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just in de- full denial still. It's mm. crazy. It's okay. It's gonna go home and light his copy of Willow on fire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if they wanted people to know, they could have like shown their little names when they it's came okay. up on Every, the screen. Everyone should present an ID when they show yeah, up on a yeah. screen. I think. And I think that's that a like lot if, of names, or like <laughs> characters should spell them out. Like if someone's like, you know, who are you? And he's like, Mad Mardigan, the greatest swordsman ever lived. I'm like, how do you spell that? And then and then just go from there. And then everyone should do it. How about you, Peck? It's not Willow. It's not Peck. It's Willow. W I. L L O W U F G O O D. I think this is now a requirement for yeah for fantasy films because mm. otherwise it's just gonna be confusing, you know. Well, we could just like watch every movie made fantasy wise and like redub our voices over it. It's spelled, <laughs> mm. or just like track a name tag onto every character. Perfect. Like digitally add like a name tag oh, or like good. add Perfect. subtitles. You know, perfect. If somehow there's some kind of technology that would yeah. do that. NPC in World of Warcraft, you just have the name yep. floating above your head. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's what I want. <laughs> this um, is. I mean, this is good. Th- thank you for picking this, Gary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. No, no, no problem. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys guys liked it because it's uh, this is a, a a movie I, I very much love. Yeah. Um, this is like the, this. This kind of thing is like super up my wheelhouse because like you guys, you know, that Masters of the Universe movie, which is like. I don't think it's super good, but I, I like that movie and crawl and stuff like this, this kind of flavor of eighties fantasy, uh, is something I, I have tons of affection for. So it is cool that people are treating it with respect. Yeah. I mean, the more of those in particular that we watch, cause I feel like for every fantasy movie, there's like five science fiction movies that, you know, that get held above it and stuff like that. And these the fantasy movies that we watch, you know, whether they're from the 80s, earlier or later, they have this uniqueness that 
I'm not sure can be reproduced anymore. It's it's like uh, I don't know. I haven't seen like a, a movie, a fantasy movie post Lord of the Rings. I have a feeling that they might mm-hmm. be very similar to that, or maybe you know more games thrown ish. If, if I can turn that into an adjective, but the you know like this movie, uh, Hawk the Slayer. Lady Hawk, uh, Kroll, uh, so- the Sword and the Sorcerer. These mm. these all have these unique shininess, goodness to them. You know, in a way, even if they're you know like Hawk the Slayer, objectively not a good movie, but it, it's so <laughs> entertaining and it's so not a good movie. It's a great movie. Okay, it's right. a great movie. Yes, yeah. he's got me there. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it, ju- it just feels sincere in a way that a science a lot of science fiction movies don't come off as we we don't need to build a world in the sci-fi because you can you know fill it with whatever you want in in a fantasy world you you do spend world building time you know kings and armies and and uh you know deaths and and you know chosen ones that aren't like jesus (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. which comes up a lot so yeah, there, there's definitely like a flavor to it. And it's something that I think a big part of what I pick up on when I watch those is that they don't exist anymore. And the ones that do, um, like the two major fantasy kind of sets of movies we had recently have been Lord of the Rings, which are adaptations, and Harry Potter, which are adaptations of explicitly children's books. Right. And this kind of why a fantasy uh, movie, why a, or even just kind of like, you know, crawls on a kid's movie, um, you know, action movie. <laughs> Uh, those things, they're just dead. They just don't make them anymore. You know, for a little while, we had, like, YA fantasy uh, movies yeah. that would show up uh, from time to time. But those have even disappeared. Like, now, it's superheroes and science fiction, which are both, like, genres I like a lot. Uh, but it, this is just kind of gone. Yeah. You know, I would love to see. I don't know if they're just too expensive because it's harder to replicate the things from this in computers. You know, like, like you have to actually, like, there's real horses. And yeah. those horses really... <laughs> And like you have to deal with like you know actual animals and things like that or what it is, but um, I'm I think we're really due for like I you know somebody puts out like one like a big budget you know fantasy movie like I'm definitely gonna go see it like I, it's something I miss. Right. They they keep doing things that end up being stink you know stinkers because they're once again they're adaptations of previous works or possibly remakes because I I was thinking like what was the really big. F- a uh, fantasy movie that came out recently. Oh yeah, Warcraft, and we all we all know what yeah. happened with that. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah. I, I didn't go see yeah. that. Yeah, I I didn't bother because I I just didn't feel. You know, I I really like the Warcraft properties, and I I like the stupid crazy storylines that Blizzard comes up with, but it just didn't look good to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah, know, what we're gonna have to do on the podcast now. It's, it's a good see. That's the thing. That I'm, I'm glad you guys have this podcast because you can you can alchemize anything into work. Yeah, yeah. Like you now have an excuse to watch any movie because you'll at least get some hashtag content out of it. <laughs> and, uh, exactly. it's, it's a good it's a good feeling. Right. So you can justify however you want to spend your time. You know, like how ordinary people don't have to do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, like now you have an excuse. Yeah. Um, that was the entire premise. So <laughs> excellent. All right, yeah. let's get let's get wrapping this guy up here. Before I read the outro stuff, Gary, please tell us again where people can hear more of your stuff. 
Um, you can find uh, me and most of my stuff at duckfeed.tv where I do a series of podcasts mostly about video games, uh, sometimes not. Um, and the uh, you can find the website for my books and stuff as they come out at powerworld.com. All right. Cool. Thank you so much for guesting, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No no, no problem. I'm, I'm uh, doing a, I, I've been doing that this summer. This is the summer of guesting, guest spots. So cool. it, is, it has been fun to do. It's been so a pleasure thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Aaron's still really mad at you, but he's saying that anyways. I'll be off the line soon enough, and you guys are all in the same house. You guys can do whatever, whatever you want. So uh, you, can, you can say whatever you like. As soon as he's off Skype, we're we're just gonna change his name back to Mad Mark. <laughs> you know, update the you know, Wikipedia. Gotta go edit Wikipedia edit real quick. Out. We can cut it out. No. You could you could just put a space between every time I say Mad Mardigan to make it. <laughs> no, no, you know no, you, you have the power of the edit here. I, I'll, I'll bear the shame. That's it's okay. okay. I'm gonna get you a t-shirt. <laughs> Good. I think it'll be eye-opening for other people. <laughs> yeah. Aaron. I, I hope don't so. think you're alone. I don't think so either. I I think that uh, you know the first time I saw it, I definitely thought he was a mad uh, and that modified Mardigans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Quotation mark mad. Yeah. 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 It's a shame that he's not named Mardigan because then you can make all kinds of jokes about Doc Mart- Mardigans <laughs> uh, in this world. It was a whole. Oh, then he turns into Doc Holiday. Right? Wait, 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 not is mm-hmm, it right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Doc Hollywood starring. No, no. Yeah, starring. Uh, what's his head? Uh, Back My, to the Future Boy. Michael J. Fox, yeah. a- aka Back to the Future Boy. <laughs> yeah, Future Boy. <laughs> okay. The time travel orange fest. Yeah. Hey, you want you in future Back boy. to the Future Boy? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, and is it Christmas? <laughs> Go get me a goose. <laughs> I'm an adult, sir. Um, sure you are. Have you met my adopted son? <laughs> <What's it? laughs> I forgot the ideas yeah. now. I can't complete the joke. Uh, All right. Yeah. Outro stuff. Here we go. And uh, you guys think of a lesson that you learned from the movie Willow, 1988. Directed by Ron Howard, who we didn't really get into his uh, ups and downs, but uh, he's okay. Right? Mm-hmm. I like him. Yeah. So does a steady, steady amount of work, and with movies that I will not necessarily change the channel on when they're on. Yeah. Let's see That's how, a good way to put it wrong. Let's see how he films. takes on a Han Solo here, huh? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. Mm. Okay. Uh, hey, listeners, if you have any suggestions or comments, please uh, send us an email at please don't podcast at gmail.com or message us on Facebook, facebook.com slash pdsmios. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a written or star rating, because that increases our visibility, which increases our listeners, which increases our star ratings, which increases our uh, kingdom. I don't know. I haven't thought this through. But hey, hey, leave us a rating. We really appreciate it. And uh, if you have a chance, check out our podcast network at eartrumpetaudio.com. There you can hear a whole bunch of other shows like The Realist, where they're going through the top 100 of the American Film Institute movies uh, one at a time. I've been on there a couple of times. Aaron was not invited, just me. Oh. And uh, if you, <laughs> if you yeah, that, that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> and there's a whole bunch of other shows available on that. If you have a few dollars, you can uh, s- send it our way through our podcast network at, at a. Uh, patreon.com slash ear trumpet and that's it so lessons guys i know that you 
have thought about this movie for years. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's obvious that you must have learned something. I think that the lesson of Willow is that the way that we're going to de- defeat evil or defeat oppression is by uh, through diversity. It's going to take everybody to do it because everybody, you know, you get like this weird old sorceress who seems kind of like it's a, a different class or a different race. And you have these Daikinis, you have uh, the Daikinis on both sides of a war. You have these brownies, you have these Nelwyn. Uh, it's going to take everybody to do it. Mm. So the, uh, the coalition of, of the oppressed people will always overcome the, uh, the oppressors if they work together. I mean, that's 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 an actual lesson. I don't I don't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> As I mentioned, I'm not going to make any jokes. I know, it touches my heart. Uh, it's it's uh, I cannot lie about the uh, the the fact that I feel emotions about this. Other other lesson is Willow's a good dad. Oh yeah, yeah. So being a good dad is more important than being a good magician. Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> don't fall for a magician's tricks because you might get sent into. Dimension for demons or something. <laughs> so, so you're giving lesson, lessons to villains. Yeah, you're taking this from, from the bad mortar perspective. Like, how what could she have learned from this to well, yeah, better a, do evils? That's for everybody. I mean, I don't, I don't want anybody to fall into fall oh. prey to that situation. I, I'm sorry, Gary. I forgot to tell you we're we're evil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everything we do is towards the uh, downfall of mankind. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. My detect alignment uh, plug-in on Skype wasn't uh, wasn't firing. So, oh, thank goodness. And babies uh, should have exoskeletons. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good lesson. That's I'll a good, that's that's great that lesson. Do the thorax. It's a dakini baby, right? So technically, <laughs> it might have had. Yeah. <laughs> exoskeleton. They can go straight through houses. Yeah. 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 Just peel it off. Yeah. Fresh mm. baby. Mm, they look so cute mm-hmm. still. <laughs> that had to be like a baby wig, right? I mean, that that baby didn't have beautiful oh, yeah. red coat. It, it, it was it confirmed a wig. They also had to replace the baby halfway through. Oh, uh, because the baby, as they filmed, like the baby got older and older until uh, eventually they swapped it out for a new baby. Until it was an old man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's pretty seamless. I wouldn't have known it was two different kids. Mm. They reverse Benjamin buttoned it. Uh, through, uh, uh, yeah, through casting. I see. Okay. That's why that baby knew how to act. Aaron, do you have a lesson? Uh, other than learning how to spell characters' names, I've also learned... Actually, th- this viewing of the film, what I learned was is that uh, the, all those pillars in the castle actually had frozen people in them. Something mm-hmm. that I hadn't realized before. So that was literally like... I was like, wow. <laughs> how did mm-hmm. I not catch that? Like, the half a dozen times I've probably seen this movie. But yeah... <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, and they just just pointed out for a second, you know, casually mentioned that Bev Bev Marta did it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like saying that name, Bev Marta. <laughs> yeah, Bev Marta. Mm. Is that two yeah. names? Is <laughs> <laughs> Bev I'm like she's an animaniac, <laughs> like a, a tiny tune? I'm questioning everything. Bad Blake or whatever. Whatever. I, I also learned that warthog dogs can. Um, can smell children from miles and miles away. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Uh, uh, definitely, I was super surprised. But like one of the first times I saw this movie, I was like, "How do those dogs know mm-hmm. <laughs> that kid was in the village?" It's the wisdom mm. of the ma- animal kingdom. Yep, obviously. Yeah. Just so. a 
just a tidbit, uh, <laughs> random fact about me. I wrote a song called Willow when I was a teenager with my friends. Mm. Oh, and cool. It was, mm. Yeah, kind of a silly song, but yeah. About Willow? Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Very good. Very cool. Well, I'm not going to let that go. You're going to have to scrape that out of the bucket wherever it is. <laughs> yeah, is it, does it still exist? Track. I don't know. Um, somebody's, yeah, recording stuff, probably. Mm, cool. Yeah. Well, if you ever find it, let us know. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Looking forward to that single. Yeah. Other uh, other Willow-related songs, though, if you have a chance, go to YouTube. Uh, look up something called Dungeon Majesty, which was a uh, early 2000s uh, public access uh, D&D LARP that people were doing in a green screen room. Uh, <laughs> but they invited uh, a musician known as Leslie Hall onto the show. Oh, and yeah. she did a song called Willow, mm-hmm. Don't You Cry. And that is, wow. it's it's an amazing little piece of uh, little, little piece of YouTube there for you guys. Mm-hmm. Let's go check that it out. That sounds phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, Dungeon Majesty is also just amazing in general. Uh, but that particular episode with Leslie Hall is probably like, it's one of my favorite things of all time. Mm-hmm. Cool. And, uh, and uh, other other Willow stuff, you should just casually look up. There's a podcast called uh, Nerdy Show. They do a a, a thing called uh, uh, Oh gosh, I can't. I've, I've already forgotten it now. Willow, Willow update. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's called Willow Watch, but it's Willow part Watch. of State of the Empire. They State do a, a Star Wars podcast called State of the Empire, but they do a segment on the show called Willow Watch, and it is. Mm. Uh, it is flipping hilarious. So if you have a chance, uh, try a, an episode of State of the Empire. Hmm. I mean, are, are they paying you to... No, to no, these are the things I just love. <laughs> these are things I love that possess <laughs> Willow in it. Organic thoughts, okay? okay. Right. <laughs> I, 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 I want others to, to experience what I have. That's all. Mm. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that word. Good. Uh, my lesson is... The, the 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 one thing I've taken away from this movie is that friends are very important because Migosh was a, a true good friend. Oh, Migosh, we barely talked about yeah, Migosh to Willow, and he—I mean, he's not even a warrior or anything like that. He's he's just a, the guy sticking by his friend, and he's just a dude. And it's it's important to have true friends like that. And uh, if mm-hmm. I'm sure if Eric before Eric thought that Mad Mardigan was a, a terrible POS, he, he probably was a good friend too. <laughs> then he left him in a cage. Yeah. I kind of felt like you know, and that reminded me of the the Lord of the Rings too, because just kind of like him and his friend being like, okay, we'll take the ring, and like neither of them are very strong or anything, and. Yeah, I just thought that his friend going along with him was like, I don't know what the heck we're doing, you know, like, (laughs) we'll do our best, but we don't, yeah, we're not really strong. It kind of reminded me of that. Mm. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Uh, We'll see you next week, folks. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Gary. Stupid daikini. Oh, yeah. What? Did you call him a daikini? No, not him. I, I, was, calling, I was calling the listeners oh, stupid okay. daikini. No, they're, they're, you, you guys probably, your audience probably skews heavily daikini. Yeah. <laughs> I had to guess. So. Oh, this slang terms.
EarTrumpetAudio.com Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear. Ha, <laughs> ha,